Oh, what is going on, guys? I am your host, Daniel Taylor, and welcome to the inaugural episode of the new show that is not yet named. We were going with For the Record, and we found out it is taken. Of course, who wouldn't have thought that it wouldn't be taken? Way too cool of a name, way too obvious. Today, I am joined by two of literally my favorite humans in the state, debatably the planet. To my right, I have the icon herself, Miss Nikki Hunt. What's up, Nikki? Dude, you're looking at him, man. Oh my God! And just beyond her, a little farther to the right, the the pro of the group, the mama bear, the legend herself, Mrs. Laura Hudson. Wow! Thank you for that. Uh, you love it. The mama bear, absolutely. Oh my God! What's up, guys? Are you nervous? No, I'm, I'm so excited. I'm nervous. You're my nervous. First, my first podcast. You sound great. Like a virgin. Doesn't this? Oh, <laughs> here we go. Now we're on Nikki's podcast. Oh, yeah, You're man. like, hey, what are you trying to say, bro? What are you trying to say? I always like to start out because a lot of my guests are big whiskey nerds, too. So I like to start out with what I'm drinking. You guys could say what you're mm-hmm. drinking, too. I am indulging in a little Legion, the new uh, Japanese uh, Kentucky blend here. Nick, what do you got? I got, I have kinky. Of course and you do. Of course I have kinky. It's, it's like the, it's my favorite. They make all kinds of different <laughs> Oh I know God. you love that. DJ Whoa, I, do. I brought that in for you. Thank you. Um, it's like a, a coconut pineapple something. Oh, wait, I love lime. pina coladas when yeah, I love it's that. Co- it's coconut oh. pe- pineapple lime. It's so good. It's like a liqueur Dude. you just put on ice and voila. How have you and Bill not talked me into trying that yet? What is wrong with us? Well, we've talked to you about it. You I just know, haven't done worst. it yet. Have I you ever had to- rum chata? Oh, Ooh, yes. it's so good. Yes, but it's Bill's so actually good. a huge fan. So am I of rum chata. Laura, what are you indulging in? I love that. I love it. I am having a raspberry mule dude. that I first had at the Quarry Tap Room. And you love them now. That's your yeah. new go-to. Yeah, I, just get I just forgot. Next time totally. I have Laura and Nikki on or some incarnation of this group, can we pre-record all of my sound bites to be you doing sound effects? Oh, I can You're like, like all like, kinds of things. Yeah. Birds and yes. horses She's and She's straight dogs. up like the yes. guy from Police Academy, but a, a very prettier version. Yes. Um, guys, I love having you here, first of all. This is amazing. You were, I love that you two are my first solo show episode. I love it. So how weird is it how we kind of connected? It's weird, mm. but it's but it's legit. That's the thing. It's like we, so for the viewers that don't know, and you guys know, w- number one, my show and our channel at large is all about being upfront, open and honest. We're piercing the veil. There's no guy behind the curtain. This is what it is. We're one man gunning this stuff. It, it's all good to the point where this show is not even branded yet. And I didn't care. I want you guys on. We'll figure it out. Maybe we'll think of some names. Hey, if you have names, let us know. Maybe we haven't even picked yet. Good idea. But yeah, I think that's. I think that'd be great. Um, but furthermore, we have kept. So let's give a little back story here. We connected on a uh, event, right? Yes. I guess that's yes, a, that's yes, a good yes. moniker. Uh, called Central Main Idol. We were the three permanent judges. We would be called maybe the head judges because there was guests every time. Yes. So I don't know if you call those guests if there's always a fourth. Right. Right. But um, yeah, and we had never met. I am sure all of our paths had crossed multiple times. They had to have. I, I heard both of your names repeatedly, same. but I'd never yeah, met Absolutely you guys. same. Exactly. Same. Exactly. And we just hadn't, yeah, had the pleasure of meeting. We clicked in such an organic, authentic way, day one. And it was so weird. I remember driving home. I don't know if you guys share this experience. And I was telling Kels, I was like, I fucking love these two <laughs> and i'm like and it's a safe space obviously i'll tell kelsey i'm like they're stuck up bitches bro i can't i can't wait for this to be yeah, over yeah. and she was like me too she's like i didn't get to hang out as long she knew you from school yeah. but she's like i didn't get to chill with you guys in there but she's like i could tell like just watching because chris and her were watching us on live stream yeah, yeah. and she's like it was like you guys were all paid actors and we're not 
And by the way, we're not good actors. So if that tells you anything, that's how legit it was. What was your take with the instant camaraderie? Like we had already known each other. Yeah. Like we had already hung out and done that before. That's what was so um, interesting to me about it and kind of like strange. It was just like, you know, I I can't tell you how many times I heard your name, Laura. And then like all the time, because, you know, there's not a ton of female singers in the state of Maine and it's a pretty rare thing. Yeah. Super rare. Yeah. So like a lot of people would approach me in the band and when I was in the band and they would be like, oh, have you heard uh, Laura Hudson from School Street Band or, but I would hear your name all the time and you were always doing a lot of big events. And Dan, I don't, besides Kelsey, I know I heard your name before I met Kels. Yeah. I don't remember where, but I think I just would hear about your solo shows. Yeah. I, and I would hear that you weren't, you were like living somewhere else. Like you were like in Nashville yeah, or sure. like people that would come up somehow. My stuff was, yeah, I think, I think the thing, Laura is legitimately a bona fide local mm, legend. Laura has sure. literally, if yeah. there was a main hall of fame Shush. and I would say, you know, I'd say this to you off this, you'd be in it. I mean, yeah. period. Yeah. Well, my, I've been around my, it just by being around so long. That's right. <laughs> everyone knows you. You know everyone. Yes. Mine was like you're saying, it's a lot more fleeting. I was when I was in the state, I was a I was a road dog too. Yeah. But when I wasn't, I wasn't. I very much wasn't. And yeah, I would miss a lot of eras of music, mm-hmm. local music. And it now as I get into like an older I'm not old, but older than eighteen, I kind of uh yeah, I kind of miss that. I kind of wish that I was around here for more of like, I can't believe we hadn't collabed, being it's similar so ages funny. and stuff. I know. It almost saddens me. Yeah. But fuck it, we'll collab now. Yeah, yeah. What are we doing? Well, there's like, it's timing. I feel like I feel like everything is timing, you know? And I feel like if if COVID hadn't happened, I don't know if this would have happened the same way that it did. I don't know if it would have affected me the same way. Correct. Yeah. So, so <laughs> Just give you a little plug. I was intimidated to meet both of you. No. Yes. Yes. Listen to her. Oh my gosh. I absolutely was. I was really, really nervous about it. And then I just said, ah, fuck it. I'm just going to be myself. And then I was just really silly, which, you know, can get out of hand sometimes. Oh yeah. You know, I had a couple animal sound incidents. (laughs) I love it. I love couple it. Couple F-bombs. We were just nuts. We went nuts. Laura, you can swear, by the way. I'm going to push you into it. I just did. I am a, I have a very bad potty mouth. Good because I am do. such a we sailor. Yeah. It's awesome. Well, that was probably one of the harder things too, right? Was yeah. was knowing that we were live and not being able to swear. I think you probably had the only F-bomb. I did. We all slipped <laughs> up though, right? And Chris was oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure, I I'm sure I've I said a few things I wish I could take back. God, we're so bad. There we are. We're the worst. But no, I, I love it. I love that, uh, that it, again, you know, recap, little rewind. It happened so organically everything from the inception that it was like i actually think i told chris yes so after the first episode the week one monday the first real show chris and i went on his boat when i got like littered with brown tail moth and like literally broke out everywhere you're such a puss dude spots you don't want to break out in let me just say that and uh yeah we uh we talked about it and i told him he's like don't you just oh dude don't you look you love Chris and Nikki. I'm like, I do, dude. I said, you know what? I think the camaraderie in the crew is going to is gonna blow this show. It's in a good way. Blow it up, not blow it you know, in a bad way. And it did. I really feel like it did. And I don't even take, I don't think any of us take personal like, you know, that was us. Like, I think Chris found the right crew and cast to run the show. I think he did. I think he's really good at it. At, at, and see, from the... I was about to say he's good at slipping into those things, but maybe it's more genius than that. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Do you guys have a take on that? From You both know him well. 
I think Chris has, you know, I mean, he's been in the community for a really long time. He's worked with a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. And so he knows who is genuine to him, who has something to bring. You know, like, as a judge, it's important for us to be icons. It's important for us to be known because we're, like, you know, we're, we're in a seat that we're... Be, there's an expectation for us right. to be in that seat. Absolutely. But I also think that Chris knows personalities. And so like, it, it, I think it's flattering to be chosen by Absolutely. him. I felt that because way too. I was honored. Of, yep. Yeah, because of how many people he knows. Like he trusted in all three of us yeah. to bring something different to the stage. And he obviously trusted that we would all get along with each other. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so, true. So imagine what it would have been like if that hadn't happened. What if we hated each other? <laughs> I, th- I have to. I have to say, I thought about that for like a hot second. I was like, "Oh my god, what if like, what if like for some reason this, this clash? Yeah, Dude. or I'm a bitch, or like, or you're a bitch, Dan. I am a bitch, but not in that <laughs> you way. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what if like, what if something happens, or, or what if there's like some massive disagreement, and we all, you know, like you play the what if game, right? Because I think it's human nature. Right. And then I'm just like, you know, that's part of the reason that I reached out to both of you on social media beforehand. Yeah. because I was legitimately excited to yeah. meet both of you and I'm like I'm gonna let Laura know we've never met I know we've heard each other's names I'm gonna be like I can't not message Daniel and be like um I just went through the physical therapy assistant program with your girlfriend and like this is crazy you know can I tell you from Maya not to jump in but I you reaching out so I had a little bit on those nerves too, because again, heard both your names, yeah. know you have big, you know, um, uh, personas, you know, pr- Chris picked the right people. And, uh, I did some digging and stuff and I was like, God, I, I guess I needed to hear these guys more. We needed to run in certain circles and didn't, I'm wondering how these are going to connect, you know, because there's a stage persona as you guys know, and then there's like who you are. And if you get really lucky and you're really smart, those can homogenize. Uh, and I think he found three people that that have achieved that really and not to toot our own horn but laura there it is another one um but uh no so it was really nice when you sent that message it completely disarmed any of that for me and i did have that too i can't like i'd love to sit here on my house like no i knew i didn't know you never know you never know i mean you're first of all you're picking people our title is judge right i mean there's an inherent air of Oh, you know, yes. thinking you're special. That's what we're supposed too. to do in a way. But I think we handled that as delicately as we could. And from what I've seen online, I think it came across. I hope it came across because none of us faked that. I mean, no. I certainly didn't. I know no, you guys didn't. Um, you can't fake genuine. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's like, right. Like that's when you're right. faking something, people know. Yeah. You know, and like the other thing too is like we've all like been- that orgasm. Yeah, <laughs> and that's never worked on me. Yeah, Laura. Like, okay, we get it. We get it. Stop. Laura, you weren't supposed to tell anyone. Um, uh, oh, bad. I'm gonna get you a I fake it sticker for your car, please. Um, <laughs> fake queen till I make it. But oh I think God. like the other the other thing I just want to say real quick was like we you know we've all been in the music scene and and some of us have had experiences on like you know, out of state experiences where you're yeah. working with like bigger names or you're opening for someone and, 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 and it can be in Maine. It doesn't have to be out of Maine. It doesn't Maine, matter. Where yeah. you have negative experiences and you're dealing with some pretty serious egos. Yeah. So oh. that's always like, I think that's really what it is. I don't think it's necessarily just human nature. It's just like, there's always that like, oh my God, is this person going to have to be the center of attention kind of, a, kind of a thing, you know, it's just like, it's just, there's a little bit of that that goes on. You yep. know? Right, right. I have to, well 
said. It, it very well said. And I want to jump in and get you guys' take on this. Because again, we will touch on Central Man Idol a bit more because I'd love people to hear our, our thoughts on it. But I want you guys' opinion as performers and artists yourself, right? I was going to make at some point some kind of like 10 pro tips for independent music, right? Things that you should know that I wish I did 10 years ago. That will, if you, if you listen and they fit, will accelerate you and you don't have to make the same mistake, right? Now, of course, there's the element of you can't gain the wisdom over that knowledge. I heard things when I was young that I knew were true, but because they weren't my experience, I disregarded them wholesale. There's, that's always going to happen. One of my big things is this. I, if I had a dollar for every time someone's like, Dan, we haven't talked in a while, moving to Nashville, and my heart sank, I would be a millionaire. Yeah. Because listen, this whole, that whole argument about like it doesn't matter where you are, we had talked about this just before we started rolling. It doesn't, especially today. It certainly doesn't. There are benefits for it, right? My argument is always moving to Nashville to say you're in Nashville is a terrible idea. Right. Yeah. If moving to Nashville does fit your you know schematic of success then absolutely go but don't just go and i have that same sentiment on la miami you know wherever austin and i just wanted to know you guys's take have you ever personally seen people you know make a plunge like that just because they were at a loss for what to do so making an extreme move like that was what they did or have you seen that work i can't even speak to that i've not i've not I've well, not had that happen. Laura, pull that mic up to you just. I don't want it to cut you off. There you okay. go. You haven't seen that? Yeah. No, yeah. no, no, no. But I, I'm, I probably tend to be a little more sheltered. Yeah, I've you're had, right. I've had opportunities. I remember, you know, being at gigs and there were there were people in the audience that could help you go somewhere. And, sure. Yeah. And you're scared oh, yeah. to death. Oh yeah. You know about about that and what that could mean, and um, it just wasn't important to me. Did I mean, that? It was not where I wanted to go. Sure. Right. Did that ever? When you were younger and more naive, did that ever jade you? I had experiences in that when, when I thought when I started out and I was very, I started very young. I was playing professional shows at like 15, very young, even maybe younger, but not like real shows. My first real, real, real show, build show, 15. Imagine what a 15 year old thinks when someone comes out of the crowd after a show and you're hyped up and you guys know that feeling when a show goes really well. And when you're 15, every show goes well. You're too dumb to know yeah, if it yeah. didn't. And someone comes up and goes, oh, your dream? I have an avenue to make it work. The, the letdown, when it takes you how many burns to realize that anyone's going to tell you what you want to hear. They want to be on the crowd. What was your experience with that? Have you ever experienced that? No, no. So so that that just wasn't my reality. I mean, I... I um I didn't even know I could sing until I was 24. I went to a bar, saw a, a chick singer. I was like, I want to do that. Yeah, yeah, well, seriously, yeah. I just yeah. was like, I want to do that. <clears throat> and, um, and it just kind of took off from there. But um, my situation was I had a kid, you know, I had a, had a life, had a job and I was never going to, that was never going to become what I think it could have been had I thought about it earlier and, and, and made it part of my trajectory. Right. I, I love your, I love your mind. I don't want to yeah. cut in, but I just love, like, I love that, like, you, you're you always, at least to me, you have this, like, rock-solid foundation of confidence and knowing who and what you are and what yeah, you want yeah, yeah. that I actually, like, I, I love about you. Aww, yeah, I'm envious so nice. so, of that. So, so it just, um, you know, it was flattering. Sure, but, but you um, didn't, you like, no, didn't even if that guy's it. not no, lying, no, so I don't never, care. Honestly, I've never, never taken the music as seriously as probably I could have. Sure. I mean, I think I'm good at it, but... Um, I think I could probably have been a heck of a lot better if I, if I really took it a lot more seriously. Sure. Sure. Have you had 
any experience like mine like that? Like people promising you the world only to not be um, able to like, give it? Yeah, yes and no. Uh, I definitely have had a lot of people come up to me and say like, oh, if you were in a different location, like why are you in Maine? Oh, I'm so sick of it. Or yeah, right. yeah, and it's just kind of like, um, and I get it, you know, location, location, location. But, you know, the other side of it is like when you move somewhere into a big city, you're a small fish in a big pond. Right. And now it doesn't mean you should stay in Maine and be a big fish in a small pond. But I think at this point, that argument is almost irrelevant because of social media. Dude, I'm so glad I didn't cut you off. And (laughs) yeah, so so here's the deal. I, I worked down in Boston with a vocal therapist for a while. And his advice to me, this was back when I was like almost 10 years ago, which is so weird to think about because it felt like just yesterday that I met him. I know, right? I'm like, oh my God, what? Uh, And he said to me, instead of moving to those locations because it's so expensive to live there, you're going to have to have some kind of day job and you're going to try to figure out how to write music on the side and like make it. He goes, make, I don't want to say products, make content, excuse me, make content here and then send that content out. Try to make those connections, try to do gigs, try to get people to notice you and then go down there And then that's how you do it. He's like, because everybody, he's like, you, you want to, you don't, you want to be there because somebody wants you to be there. You don't want to move there and hope that it's going to happen and have to really hustle somewhere when you could probably be creating better content where you are because you have the time. That's it. You, and you're more comfortable. That's, it's, that it's is the, right? huge. And, and you it's have the a, Nashville thing. Go, don't go to Nashville so just to go to Nashville. You, you literally, your anecdote explained what I, what my issue is with just going to Nashville. That, yeah. that whole thing. Yeah. My thing too, this comfortability thing, I had a bunch of health issues like a decade ago that I, I really ignored. I don't know why. I think I had this like bravery about, I know what it is and I can take care of it, but never, I just failed con- consistently at doing so. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like I was telling you guys out there taking in my little sister and stuff. Yes, I did that and I did that for all the right reasons. But at the same time, it was a nice excuse to my base as to why I wasn't in Nashville, wasn't in LA. Like Dan, I used to see in the circuits in Miami. Where are you? I'm in Maine. Why? I can't tell you. I'm so tired of the question, but, but I can't tell you how many times I got it. I mean, it was, it was exhausting, but you know who I always got it from the old school thought and these people in the business that were used to the pattern, right? They were used to this tired, you know, uh, setup of location, 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 and how that really is a fallacy now I have one argument against why it isn't, okay? And I think you both will agree. There is a benefit in location, and it is being able to be surrounded by creative types. Now, it's not to say you can't do that here. I think us coming together is a really good show for that. And not just us. I mean, we all have creative people we mingle with, but definitely also us. It's like, there are still people here that do that. It's a lot harder to find them. Right. They're not really as out in the open and they're not as plentiful, but they're you certainly can do it. Right, right. Places. I mean, yeah. if you're in Nashville, throw a rock and you can set up a band. Right. I mean, you literally hit players and then you, there's your band. Maine, it's harder. Like you and I have talked about some ideas. You and I have talked about some ideas. It's a lot harder because your picking is slimmer, but it can be done. I just think it takes a lot more, you know, bullheadedness right. and, and moving. Um, good stuff. You guys having fun? Yeah, I wanted to do a check-in. Okay, so I, I'm not scared. I was gonna. I told you, Laura. When you hear, when you're on the phones and you're on the mic, I knew you'd love it. 
it's just this is it. It's just us. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't feel, matter. Yeah, it doesn't feel like an interview. No, no. But it's fun though, because in the same way, it does feel kind of legit, doesn't it? Yeah, I well, love it. But I have to admit that I'm. I, I keep wanting to say like inappropriate things. Do it. <laughs> like when you no, talk. Wait, wait, this. wait. So hold on. When you wanted to talk about your your ailment that you had that kept you in Maine, I almost interjected your freakishly large. <laughs> Well, that that one that one kept me in the state because I I stand out on the big fish in the little pond. Right, so. right. Oh God, I'm so. Sorry. Oh Jesus, no. Okay? Can you please no, say bad stuff so that? Okay. I, so here's so the thing. I am so sick. I'm gonna get so many people on this channel that like try to behave because they're I'm not so used sorry. to this. So I'm gonna be the asshole that's swearing and saying fuck every other. Like, yeah, right. please be naughty. Well, like, so this, I'm not. And me are, sitting here filling my depends. You know. These are, yes. <laughs> Jesus, here we these go. Are all the things we wanted to say at Central Maine Idol, but we. Couldn't. Hey, you can say it clean. here. Yeah. I want to make a pact if you guys Very are cool with it. Also, if you're not, just tell me to go fuck myself and I will. Uh, <laughs> just give me a few more hours so you guys are gone. Uh, we have to do this consistently. Yes. You guys please have to be like revolving be so guests. Yes, 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 please yes. do it. Not just yes. because it'd be a fun outlet and you can say whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. You have my absolute permission. Yeah. But also because it'd be a fun little behind the scenes. Like we're already planning season two within four Chris, right? Yes. How dope would it be to have this be their dose of behind the scenes? We might yes, not talk yes, about it the whole yeah. time, but we, we I'll put a little marker on YouTube and stuff where you can like, hey, jump to the section if you want to hear our thoughts on what we thought about behind the scenes, what how things are moving forward, what we're planning, so long as we have permission to, you know, right. Put that and out, we do it um, with uh, discretion. Generally, yes, yes, right. In generalities, right. Um, before we get into CMI anymore, I always love to ask, uh, how are you guys feeling? Me and my, a buddy of mine have another show and we talk a lot and at length ad nauseum about mental health, wanting to end the stigma, wanting to talk openly about it. You don't have to if you don't want to, but I would love to know how you're feeling. Unadulterated, actually, how are you feeling? Starting with you, Nick, if you want to. 100%. Um, I think that before I say how I'm feeling, just to echo what you were saying, one of the things, <clears throat> excuse me, that I thought a lot about during COVID was mental health. Yeah, it was huge. And you know, how it was hard for pretty much everybody I know, including myself. And then I thought about people who have like serious addictions or people who um, have uh, a mental health condition that is maybe not controllable where they are in their life, sure. you know, and how did COVID affect them? And I'm like trying not to feel sorry for myself and trying to think like, oh, it could be worse. But I was thinking a lot about like how on a day-to-day -day basis, I didn't feel right. Sure. And I'm not dealing with those things. So what must it be like for someone who is? And yeah, yeah and just how hard it, and how hard it was to be disconnected, uh, especially as, you know, as like we're all creatives here. So like it's so hard when you don't have people to have these conversations. Well, you conversations thrive with a tribe. Yeah, probably. yeah, totally. 100%. Like I get my energy off of other people. I'm not an introvert. No, I'm an extrovert. Sure. Like it's crazy. We but how, how am I feeling right now? I don't know if I've ever felt so hopeful in my life before. I love that even if I and we aren't a reason, we're just a part of it. I don't like, I don't need the ego boost of like, I might be a factor in why you're hopeful. I love that I'm surrounded by anyone that genuinely feels hopeful. You know how rare that is these days? Exactly. Yeah. And that's what I thought about during COVID. Yeah. And I thought yeah. to myself, I thought a lot about, um, I'm a, I'm a really big fan of Haley Williams of Paramore. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Who oh, she's fantastic. Who released original, uh, her a solo album called Petals for Armor, which... Uh, During COVID? 
No, it can't. I think it came out April of 2019, which was like oh, pretty right. Yeah, right before. Yeah, like right, right around the time it was hitting. I could be wrong about that. But I think I think I'm right. Um, and it, uh, it was a lot about trauma, and sure. it was a lot about like an abusive relationship that she had been in, and um, a lot of darkness, but also some like really happy stuff too. And I was just like, it changed my perspective. To it made me realize how how I was focusing on a lot of things that were negative, a lot of people that were negative, a lot sure. of situations that sure. were negative and that I, my brain was like stuck in this pattern. Sure. And, um, like and a this, cycle of repetitive. Yeah. And yeah. this like literally like a gerbil stuck on a, on a wheel, you know, it's like, wah, 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 wah. Yeah, like yeah. I think I'm Over, going somewhere yes. and I'm not yep. like, and, and I, and I really had to like slow down. And if it wasn't for COVID, I, I don't think I would have had the epiphanies that I'd had. And so I say hopeful because I was like, I need to weed, I need to weed this out sure. as soon as possible and surround myself with people who are like magnificent and have intention. Even if it doesn't it, directly, you know, show up right, in your right. life in that way, just be by them. Like I, I need to be responsible to change that about myself and to change yes. that. Yep. And, and, and if something negative happens to try to understand it to the best of my ability, but to try to avoid that happening, yes. whether it's a situation or a person, and I know we're not, we're not perfect. Things no. are going to happen, but I don't have to hang out with this person if they don't make me feel good. And I Absolutely should hang not. out with this person if they do make me feel good. And it's really that simple. You are your five closest friends and people do yes. not, do not think of that enough and it's dangerous yeah. or it's great. I'm a huge fan fan of Leonardo da Vinci, one of his seven spiritual principles was fully entertaining and acknowledging your dark side. If you don't do that, because we are a species of relativity, right? As much as you and I, Laura, love to talk about yes. pseudo-spirituality and mm -hmm. stuff, that is a balance because you can't be up here and not at least it's know down here, right? Mm -hmm. It's like the Buddhists have this thing about a rubber band. They try to stay, the reason they try to stay so central and so just not placid, but just, just calm is because if you're pulling this way, you have to pull this yeah, way. Right. Yes. You have to have equal and, and, and opposite force. His thing was, you don't have to dwell in your negativity and your darkness and your, your thoughts that you might not love to entertain, but you absolutely must to an extent. If you don't, they will be exacerbated in ways that actually create negative things. It's okay to be angry. Right. It depends on how you express that anger where the problem lies. Yeah, I am sorry. To in. I'm sorry to interrupt you. The thing I, I think I said this to you because you and I had a brief conversation about trauma. It was like yeah, yeah. super brief. Yeah. Real, but real quick, just before we started rolling, not tonight at a show, Nikki and I had like this soul dipping conversation about <laughs> trauma and he goes okay welcome to central man idol and i we just like looked away we're, and we're, we're like, like better okay, know how oh to perform yeah, here's like, our oh, test oh, no. nor it was deep we, in the mud yes. we literally were like we should have a podcast about trauma because it's so like because because i was telling him about this um show that oprah has on apple tv and it's called the me you don't see i love and that she she uh interviews i believe it's prince harry um who's uh, this sounds so awful but who's the redhead which i don't know there's william and harry i think william's a redhead right isn't is he william the is redhead? william with megan mark yes yeah. it's william it's so it's not henry it's william by the way she was just wrong track that's, you can check in the USA. that's so I know, awful same, that i don't know same so she interviews william and william said trauma that isn't oh god that isn't trans 
something that's if it isn't oh trauma that isn't transformed is transferred is transferred absolutely yes and i was laura can talk about this at length i was like oh my god oh my god oh my god i was like how and and i thought and the and like i was like that's so that it is so deep that's so intelligent and then the other thing i thought to myself was and i feel and i almost feel like somebody else dropped wait let me guess you probably thought how much trauma have i transferred well yes i did think that but actually what came to my to my brain first was how lucky am i as a creative person to have several outlets to transform uh, my right. trauma so as a singer. And I was it's just like, point. I was like, and and I was like, thank you, sweet baby Jesus. I got you. Yeah. 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 I, I, I do want Laura's take on that. Cause she, I Heck feel like yes. you have a good insight, but real quick, I just wanted to say too, that COVID was tough for a lot of us too. I like, mm-hmm. I had other recent traumas in COVID. It was terrible. And I think in some ways I was at my worst and in other ways I was at my best. I think being a hermit in nature, I tend to close in, even though I am a person, I'm a person, obviously. I'm a people person. I love people. I am such an empath to the point at my own detriment. I'm that, I'm, you know, we, we talk about this a lot. Yes. You and I, it, literally at my own detriment, I'm so empathetic, but I'm genuine about it. Um, that I kind of rearranged. I did what you did. And the funny thing about all this is I want, you want to want to look behind the veil. I was actually supposed to be brought on because I didn't have the time initially to do the central man idol thing as a judge. Me and Chris were talking about a total different business idea. And he's like, Hey, I know you do a lot of production stuff. Would you mind helping with all the visual end and, and making the show more of a, you know, TV look kind of thing. Could we really blow this out in terms of the image of the show? Could we make it a show like a legitimate show? And we, we talked at length about budgets and what that could fit in. And I just, I like, for, I don't see it working. Not yet. I, I, we have this ongoing plan. You guys know about this. We had a meeting about it, about going forward where we certainly could do this. Right. Um, and I had such a, I realized I was so distant from people's realities, their current realities that a part of me goes, you would have been, dude, you would have been the first choice five years ago. That's how absent I realized I had been. And then we come together in this. Chris calls me because I was so, I don't think he'd seen that side of me, Laura, like you and I talk about this, where I was like, I told him like, friend to friend, I can't do it for that. I don't want you to waste your money. And he was like mm-hmm. taken aback because everyone would say, yes, give me that X amount of dollars. And I was like, no, because I won't feel comfortable delivering a product for that. And it blew his mind, I think. Maybe Chris could chime in in the comments and let us know if I'm off base completely. But to me, it seemed that way. And I got a call before I was home. He's like, what was I thinking? You are our third I'm losing my mind. And I realized the lesson in the ride home and it's, you've got to show up. You've got to be genuine and you have to be, this is huge for me up front. I hid so many things for so many years that weren't seedy. They were just, I didn't want to seem fragile. I didn't want to seem vulnerable. I wanted to seem like the guy that the reputation held. You know what I mean? You had your shit together. And I had to do that. Right. And I realized you don't fucking have to do that. And if you're doing it even to save someone else's reputation of you or thoughts of you, you're disservicing them too because you're not being honest. And I'm telling you guys, this this event blew that out of the water for me. I was like, yes. oh, the only policy is to be upfront, open, honest. And it is opened so many doors. And like you were mentioning, this show literally propelled that for me. Just like you're saying you came yeah, out of yours. It's changed us. So Laura, 
we are both talking a ton. Yeah, what did the show? Okay. What did the show do for you? I'm so sorry. And no, hey, by the way, no. butt in. You're the mama bear of the no, group. No, 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 no. I, I like this because I'm I'm kind of just figuring out how it all works. But so so we were actually you asked you asked us how we were feeling. Yeah, so yes. so you kind of went to what happened with COVID. And what was funny for me is we my whole staff we all ended up going home. So we were working from home. So oh, I didn't wow. have the outlet of of being around a lot of people, which. I, I You're do also a people draw person. my energy from other people sure. and I need to walk around and talk to people and be genuine with them. And it's funny because there were a couple times in the kind of flatness of the computer world and Zoom and uh, t- Microsoft Teams and all that sure. where, where people misunderstood me. Oh, sure. And I was broken in some yeah, ways yeah. by that because I am a, I am a Spirited, fixer. Spirited, eccentric. I'm yeah. a fixer a helper, a builder of people. That's right. And people that I was building, that I was their champion, turned on me. And it was the weirdest thing for me. I, I didn't understand it. And it was like so hurtful. But it was the, it, seriously, it was the, the, you know, kind of the vacuum of technology. I mean, the, the, there's no, there's no um, emotion there. No matter what sure. you try to do, it it's just doesn't exist. It's a cold landscape. So it's really rough. But um uh, the idol thing kind of coming out of COVID for me, um, one, I was just so honored that Chris would even ask me to, to do it because, um, you know, I just, you know, I just do what I do and Laura, I, I try to do it really good and, and I try not to, you know, you know, be a diva. You're I've not. never wanted to be a You're diva. Not. I try to be a dude. Oh, we would the tell you, dude. We would, we would <laughs> well, fucking tell you, but, dude. But, but, I, but I am struggling right now because it's kind of a weird thing. I almost feel addicted to being out now. It's like, I almost don't even want to be home. And my husband asked me this. He's like, what's going on with you? I'm like, let's go out to dinner. Let's, I want to, let's go to, let's go to town. Let's do this. Let's do that. And it's almost like I'm addicted yes. to the other side of it. And sure. I'm so used to being at home and, and just kind of you know, the Zen with the farm and all that. But now I just, I need to be around people. And it's almost like I need a hyper fix. Hey, Laura, does that, that mean maybe in the next week or two, you'll come back on this? Yes. Are yes, you, are, I'll actually have something, you know, legitimate to offer. I wanted to tell you guys, by the way, I've, I've heard you speak at length in front of crowds, outside of crowds. You both are killing it right now. Ooh, you speak you. very well. I'm oh. like, this is the kind of stuff like every, if I had a producer on the show, they'd be like, hey, dickhead. Don't talk about that right now. Tell them they did good after the show. Where you're on camera, you're recording. I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. I want, what, who are we to think, you know, like talk shows are dying. This, this old right, school right. network idea is dying. This facade, like the, the, the generation that has world libraries in their left front pockets, they, they, the doors are open to them for everything. They know the behind the scenes. So wh- why hide from them? Like, I, I love that you guys are so cool with this like completely candid, upfront, honest. I love it. I love it. And before we even go further, I want to say huge thank you guys for driving out here and coming on. I love, I really do love that you guys are my first episode. I really do. I'm not Yay. just saying that. You're so I, kind. I, I know I do. I really first do. Episode. I love, I absolutely I, well, love it. And you guys, I'm holding you to it. You're coming back like a lot. I think it's appropriate, especially after what happened with Central Main Idol and like all three of us agreeing that like, wow, there was like an, an instant connection. I mean, freaking A, where it's been two weeks and we were at we Christmas haven't again talking. on Monday. Yes, we, we haven't stopped talking. I had the DTs. And here we are. It's Wednesday and we're like, we're, we're going to make when it When you happen. said that, I like, thought you meant the Dan Taylors and I was like, <laughs> oh, she loves me more than Nikki. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no ego there. So, so I'm just kidding. did we want to talk about, about things that we got? Out Dude, of I was literally just going to yes. transition yes. to so, you. So... It's kind of funny because again, Chris, Chris, um, 
asked me if I would do it and I was honored and I thought, oh my gosh, this will be great. We got, we got through it, but, um, it's almost a kind of a side story. So, um, a few months before that, um, some friends of mine had had a bad accident Oh, and the Hensby, Hensby gene accident, uh, in Augusta on May 20th, where, where three people were killed by a, by a, by a car and, um, very tragic. And I had wanted to help the family so bad. Seriously. I wanted to help the family so bad. And, um, as it turns out, I, I happened to see Facebook blowing up one night, maybe a week or two after that. And, um, it was all about that. There was this vigil that happened. I didn't know anything about it. Oh, you and didn't I was, go. I didn't go. Cause I didn't know. <sighs> I didn't go. Cause I didn't know. And I was so hurt because sure. I wanted to do something so bad for the family. And I had put out into the universe that I wanted to do something for the family. I want to do something for the family. I want to help them. I want to help them heal. And I never, even after I couldn't go to that vigil, sure. I never let go of that that idea in the universe. And then when Chris called me and we started doing our thing and then I had the idea, I was like, Oh my gosh, Chris, what if at the finale, we did a tribute to this family and showed them how much love that we have for them. I know you won't pump yourself up. Can I jump in and pump you up for a second? Let me tell you guys something. So we had to perform the final night as judges to show the audience that we knew what we were talking about. That was, that was the goal. And I think we did furthermore, Laura performed at the very tail end of the show before we announced the big winner, the big pot, the big prize. I certainly didn't have to join. You could have done that. I mean, we were done performing. You could have done that to a karaoke track. You wouldn't, mainly you, because it was your thing, wanted me to back you up. We thought it created this really intimate setting. Yeah, yeah, that that helped the vibe, right? Let me say something. I'm going to be candid with you because I trust you enough and I know you enough and I think you'll take this the right way. I was worried because I was removed from the incident. I don't know them. And I, I always think production-minded, right? Always. It doesn't, I don't get to choose. That's just how I think. And I was like, I wonder if this is going to come off how she's thinking, right? I'm the moron, as you guys know. Didn't even want to perform. Never mind, you know, sing with you, do a song with you. I didn't want to perform at all. And if I did, I was like, let me hide behind a group song that's hokey that we can not have to show off. You guys know this. And... Let me tell you something. It was a lesson in a few things for me. One was, you're not always right. I'm very seasoned in production and I was wrong. And it's a good learning lesson. But two, sometimes being out there and doing stuff like that, it doesn't matter how you think it is. It matters what they think it is. And I forget that. Your song, I'm a big French bitch about everything. Raised with females, super empath, very, I'm fully French. I mean, I'm a complete romantic (laughs) baby. I'm a baby. Dude, I cry at commercials. I'm a toddler. Bill's too? Yeah. <laughs> Bill, by the way, when I'm done this, if you want to give us a Blanton's top off, nice. bottle all the way to the right. We keep a stocked <laughs> bourbon bar, me and Billy. Billy, I, I promised I wouldn't pull you in, but sorry. Um, anyway, so let me tell you, my perception was I, I'm up here. Again, I'm removed from the family. I don't know them. I know you. I saw how it was affecting you, and we clicked very genuinely and tight quickly. I was doing, I was reciting poems like a psycho about to take a lie detector test trying to pass it. (laughs) I'm like counting. I'm doing everything I can to pull it together. There's a picture of me. I'm like, because I'm trying to like not lose my shit. Every active cell phone in the crowd had had their lights on. You moved the crowd in such a real tangible way. That it wasn't just a lesson in empathy for me. It was a lesson in you're wrong sometimes. I was like, oh, 
this whole idea of this is not going to pull off like they're thinking was wildly incorrect. And this idea of, you know, how will this come off was completely wrong. It was completely genuine. It was from the heart. And those things can be weighed. And it was a lesson for me in that. And thank you. Oh, thank yeah, you. Seriously. It you, was magical. You, it, absolutely. it really was. Wasn't that like a crazy Those things can't moment. be faked and they can't be bought. It is so rare. And the, it, it's just, yeah. The energy was indescribable. It really yeah, was. I agree with that. It really it, was. And, and it brought, on top of an event where the energy was already, like, you could feel the anticipation before we started Absolutely. the show, right? So yeah. the energy was already, like, up here. And then ending with that was, like, there could, there could not have been a better note to end on. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I am so sorry if I talked so long you forgot where you were going with no, that. No, no. But no, no. but continue. No, I just no, wanted that, to tell I, you that that was all. I, all I wanted to say about it, um, the, you know, the experience itself was wonderful. The whole the whole thing was wonderful. But the 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 big gift to oh, me, oh, the fact that it gave you that was outlet it, was that that the universe didn't forget that that was something that I that I put out there that I needed Abs- to do. Absolutely, I needed to do that. Yeah, and Central Maine Idol gave me the yeah. platform. Yeah, and it was the the perfect platform. And what I love about you, Laura, is like you you literally gained nothing from that and gave everything mm. and that's what you take away from this show yes it's not the inherent marketing value no, no. it's not being seen by new crowds and, and and being able to relish in a little bit of the time you've served i mean we have we have all cut our teeth and, and paid our dues yes i mean to be able to sit up there it is a privilege but it's also something you must earn I mean, you have to earn that yeah you you, you cannot just be pulled in as a pretty face and a good talker period no one's going to take what you have to say with any grain of any, you know, weight. So the fact that the thing you take away, I love this about you. The thing you take away is what you gave to others. Yeah. I, Laura, I'm telling you. Aww. I, I, I talked to one of my other producers. I needed awe. I need to program an awe button. If you guys Aww. have ideas for soundbites, something no, like no, that. No, no, let's record it. Yeah. We'll oh record a bunch God. of sounds. Wait, yeah. everyone quiet. <laughs> everyone, wait, everyone be super quiet on, the, on my... Finger count of three. Let's do an awe as a group, and then I'll use that. Ready? Aww. Yes, I love you guys. Okay, <laughs> let's move on. Bill, would you mind topping us off? Anything on the bar you want? I need a little bit of something. Are you guys good, or do you want to top off? I feel perfect. For sure. <laughs> I, a top Hold on, off Billy. Or be bad Billy, you can just get us both new cups right in that thing. Any, any, any one you want. Let me know. Bill's the best. So, um, so there were times when I felt um, let's, inadequate. Yeah, let's, let's dive in a second. I have two things I want you guys' opinions on, and I'll shut the fuck up while you say them. <laughs> Daniel loves to talk. We all know this. Uh, the first, and this was a big one for me, and I know you guys too because you're very vulnerable and you have the same kind of like second guess that I do. You're artists. You're true artists. Imposter syndrome. I felt it in fleeting moments the entire time. 100%. I want to know you guys' take on how you dealt with that, if you experienced it, how you got through that. Laura, start with you because me and Nikki are talking at length. No, no, I, I've talked a lot. I think I've done a done a good job talking. Yeah, um, in the last I, five I minutes. Just, um, there were there were times where, yeah, I just felt incredibly ina- inadequate um, in 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 giving feedback. I mean, some of these sure. people at times were so incredibly excellent that i had nothing so to offer. good that it took you like well, by surprise you didn't have anything well, there, prepared. Were, there were a couple times where i literally didn't have anything I, yeah. that i could yep. get out to say to them because it was so good and i didn't I, I there was no value i had no there were no there were no places where i could add value to the conversation sure I mean, they just they just nailed it yeah yep did you feel that 
I did feel imposter syndrome when uh, the contestants would slay a song that yeah. they did. Yep. Um, and I and I remember thinking, wow, like pretty sure I don't have that technical ability at all. <laughs> like, yeah, you know what I mean? Uh, and and just thinking, I mean, Laura, you said it one night when we were there. You were like, I I shouldn't even be sitting here critiquing you. Yes. that was so you amazing. Did. You yeah, did. like um, that was uh, Lindsay. Yeah, or Lydia's performance of Over the Rainbow. Oh, and I was and I, and I said to her, I said that was by far the best version of Somewhere Over the Rainbow I've ever heard ever. and I meant every word of course. that I said. It was absolutely flawless. Did did you guys take a a road of and I think we talked about this a little bit behind the scenes. We would, for the viewers, we would occasionally do a post-production show, or not, not show, sorry, post-production meet after shows, which was disguised as let's all just celebrate and have some cocktails. But of course, we both, we all have a lot of like personal accountability. So that turned into us, oh, let's talk about what we could have done better, what we thought about right. what we thought about. And then you know? we all debriefed. That's literally. right, that's right. So we had talked at literally. like, Billy waved to the camera, thanks for, for grabbing drinks for everybody. I appreciate that, my man. Oh, are these? Is this Blanton's? You tell Blanton's? him what it is. Don't don't ask. Huh? You tell me. Yeah. Okay. Hold that's on. What, yeah. Hold on. Let's let's uh let's put that palette to work. It's not. It's too spirit forward. It's um, I've got two. It's a little caramelly on the end. I'm gonna guess two. It's either. It's either Elijah Craig Barrel Proof. Oh, I'm going to be a complete moron if I don't get... Like, how many people could blind guess a whiskey, but... Or... It's not Basil Hayden's. It's not It's not smooth enough. It's not Weller. It's not smooth enough. It's not Eagle Rare. It's not smooth enough. It tastes young, so it must be... Is it Willet? What is it? This is Green Weller. Here's the here's the problem. Let me tell you something real quick, real quick, quick, quick segue. Weller, the whiskey nerds have blown Weller up to the point where you can't buy it. It is Pappy Junior. Legent is easily attainable. Well, it's now becoming pretty scarce. It is so smooth that Weller tastes a little bit ethanol forward. That's insane, dude. Have you had Weller? Oh, but it, but do you like it? Very sweet, vanilla, caramelly kind of, and it's great. All right, sorry guys. So the, the thing I was going to say about that was, I you got, I don't know how much I said this to them, but I know that at some a point, at least once, I did. It's like that whole adage of you if you judge the intelligence of a goldfish by its ability to climb a tree, it's a moron, right? We said that to them, and I hope we made that known. And if we didn't, I hope some of them are watching this. They were all killers, bona fide killers. Oh, uh, everyone. But I want you guys to know this too. I did deep dives on both of you. You guys have a prowess, right? You have an individuality and you have strengths in those things that they don't touch. Okay? You must know that. Okay, wait, hold on a second. I am very flattered and I would like you to go into detail about what you mean <laughs> you're like, for both you're of You're like, us. please go at please, length Daniel, about what we're like, good about. Please tell okay. me your perspective. because yeah. Laura I, can I, hang with a group of men and make them look like children. Not just in spirit, but in talent. This girl can wrangle a full band as a female frontman, which, by the way, is not just rare, but a good female frontman. Yeah, incredibly mm. rare. Yeah. And do it with with a an air of like confidence and ease that blows my mind. Okay, blows my mind. 
And your level of confidence actually is continuing to teach me honestly, to be more confident in my skill set. You, you have this, uh, you have this seasoned air of you. That's like, I don't need to tread lightly. You don't do it in an egotistical way, but you are confident in your skill set in what you do and what you do. Well, I, I need to do more of that. Nikki, your performance, your confidence in your stage presence, in the things that you know, well, the, the, um, the off actors that are individual to you, your image, your presence, the way that you flaunt those in a real way are fantastic. Like I'm taking notes from that where I'm like, I also have some level of that nowhere near you, but some level that sets me apart from the general crowd that I need to capitalize on. Like you do, you're a fantastic singer as well, but that part of you is, is, is huge. It's unbelievable. I knew that just on quick deep dives before we even met. Then knowing you guys, playing with you guys, singing with you guys, your your musical acumen is fantastic. I mean, you guys really know what you're talking about. I also say, you don't have to sing like Ariana Grande to know if she's on or off. You absolutely do not have to. You don't have to be a technical beast like a Tori Kelly or a Whitney Houston to know if they're on or off. So the fact of like, you know, if I'd imagine some of the people training the astronauts haven't been to space. Right. You don't have to be able to do what they can do to know if they're right or wrong. And I think that that's a big thing from us. We, we have to know that the things that we do well, we do well enough that we are able to be up on that podium telling these people our thoughts and judging them accordingly. Um, now, we, I, now we get to talk about you. Oh, Jesus. <clears throat> we get to talk about All Dan. right, we're going to go to commercial break yeah, and no, we will see you guys no, 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 on no, no, the next episode. No, okay. <laughs> No, like, so it's funny that you said you did uh, deep dives or whatever, right? So I did a dive on you. Oh, Jesus. Because I was like... Did you find those pictures from Cancun? Uh, no, I, I didn't. Okay. Do you want to share? She didn't he dive deep in enough. <clears throat> I did. So, and I, I checked it. So I was looking at some pictures and then I listened to some of your original music and I was like, holy shit, can he sing? Yeah, I yeah. was like, oh my God. And I hope you didn't get that impression from the originals. And yes, I did. Really? <clears throat> yeah. And so, then, okay, and then and I saw the originals and then I looked at covers. Oh. Because this is what I do. I if, yeah. if I see somebody, I, I do one or the other for whatever I find first. I'm sure. like, I want to see original and then I see covers because most people I know do one of the two better than the other. Oh. Right? That's generally what I come across. And I do then, covers better than originals. I agree. Yeah. But you still do originals. They're amazing. And then I found covers and I was like, Oh, I remember thinking again, holy shit, this guy can really sing. Like there is some serious, like I, I've heard enough singers to, to feel like I, you know, you know, instantly like the first note that comes out of somebody's mouth, you're like, you just know that they're like engaged and in it. And I'm just yeah. like, oh my God. I'm, and I, you know, here, of course I'm thinking to myself, he's in Maine. <laughs> Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, he's in Maine. Which is funny because, like, hold on, like, most people just, would take that as like a compliment and <clears throat> here we are saying like, I don't, when that yeah, comes across, I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I'm in Maine. And I liked, I think <laughs> so I was. lucky. You yeah, did, I know. I, we are. We are really we are. lucky. We are. Um, we, I, I saw, you did a Taylor Swift cover and it's like, there's more than one of you in the video and I'm like, okay, he's just like, he's like, you know, up in his game on the editing skills oh, and yeah, shit yeah. and videos. And I just remember thinking like, this guy, this guy totally 
not that I was like looking at you to see if you could do the job or not to be a judge, but I'm like, this guy more than deserves to sit in this seat. I appreciate that. Right, right. You just want, we, we it, just wanted to know what we were dealing with. I yeah, appreciate exactly. that. And, I do. And, the, and it's so, it's so funny because like you'll make, and you made some comments when we first started this podcast tonight, you, you know, Oh, can I hide in the back in a group song? Can you hide in the back? Can I roundhouse you in the face? <laughs> Daniel? Yes, yes. Like, can, Another one. Like, Oh, I love it. Ser- like seriously, like when I heard you do simple man up at Chris's loft, I was like, I don't want to do a solo. Thanks a lot. And the same yes. with, oh my gosh, after Laura, so... after you sing the angels, I'm like, oh. I'm, do you guys sing? I'll just like, I'll hula hoop. Or this probably is going to come off really phony, but I think <clears> um, <throat> because I'm, I'm using this as leverage for my uh, humility, but this, so we, let's, okay. I'll hold myself up to the fire. I said we were going to break the veil and we we're going to be straight up open and honest. I'm scared. Before we started, we talked about how I am burnt out of being an egotist where you kind of have to be to sell yourself in music. I really authentically am. I really, I mean, you guys saw it. I really yes. am. I didn't even want to sing. I right. really didn't want to sing. And it wasn't some like I wasn't, I don't want pity. I didn't want something like, yeah, you do need to sing. I, did, I didn't, <laughs> I literally didn't want to sing. It has nothing to do with, I don't think I have the ability or the technical acumen, whatever. I mean, I'm, whatever. But my thing was, I'm just tired of the the logistics. I work so long in the marketing of it that it's tiring. I don't feel like that guy. I don't want to have to stand up and be like shouting, be like, I'm good. Listen, I hate that. Um, but it actually works against my favor. There is a level of that confidence, like you were saying, that is, that is usable and it's uh, uh, deserved. Yeah. And it's hard to be the guy saying you deserve that because they're like, shut the fuck up. But there is a point of that. It's like, yeah, you, you have to you have to be confident in the things that you do well. Know what you don't do well enough to get better. And I'm gonna I'm gonna break down. This was the part I was saying. I'm gonna break down the wall. That wasn't it. The the, the thing was, and I've never said this publicly on anything. My EP that performed well, the originals you heard, that the covers were better. I agree. Do you want to know how that came to be? Oh. Real quick crash course, four minute segue. Those were demos that I was actually shopping. I played everything on that. That's what we sold. That wasn't the vocal ability. I didn't try to show off because the thing with demos is you don't try to impart so much of your own brand that the person you're pitching it to goes, there's no room for me to make this my own. You know what I mean? It's too Dan Taylor. I can't add any Jason Mraz or Jason Aldean, whatever. So you have to sing it pretty flat, not, not in pitch, but in style. I understand that hundred percent. So I played every instrument. That was my selling point, not the vocals, even though I pride myself on my technical ability, right? That wasn't the point. We end up showing our partners that business partners in music and they go, Oh, you're going into the studio and you're singing on these and we're going to see if we can package this as a product. And again, our idea was demos. So I didn't show off. I could have showed off 10 times as much, but didn't. Do you know how much it broke my heart to, to go on promotional routes and not be able to say that and let people hear that stuff vulnerably and be like, they're thinking because they will. It's human. That's the best he can say. Right, right. That tore Thanks. me apart. Singer mm-hmm. to singers tore me apart. I knew I could sing better than that. I didn't try to sing better than that. And it was the hardest thing, I'm not kidding, in music I've ever had to do. And no one's ever known that. I've never said that anywhere but right here. I think what we deserve <clears throat> as singers yeah. is regardless of where we perform or what we're doing, we deserve to perform so people who see us 
can come up to us and let us know sure. how we made them feel. Yes. Right. Right. And you have to understand there's a divine difference in music and the music business. Mm. And my partners at the time, when I knew what the goal was, once we figured it out, and I told them I am not confident in this, I am not going to be able to sell this genuinely pretending that it's my best work. And they say, well, you better learn because you're not doing music right now. You already did music. You're doing the music business and you cannot sell a record pretending and saying out loud that it, you could do better. You absolutely cannot say that. Mm. And imagine that. You want to talk about breaking your spirit. Yeah. Yikes. Then imagine having that do well and then be like, oh, now that's what you're forever known. And it, so this is good though. This is the thing. And you guys are very much welcome to do the same thing and however, in whichever way you'd like. This is what this kind of thing is good for. Yeah, we might not be sitting in front of a, a, a psychologist and trust me, none of us are. But it's good to be able to like be comfortable enough with people to be open and honest. It's, it's yeah. beneficial. It doesn't matter if the feedback's not like clinical. It doesn't matter. What matters is like you're being open and honest. It's cool. I don't right. want to hide. I'm so tired of hiding behind that. I, I'm, I just don't want to do it anymore. And this is a chance not to do it. Like we live in a world where we strive for so much attention from people, from total strangers. Sure. Yet what we crave is the honesty from all of those around us that are the closest to us. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. <clears throat> I agree. Enough about me. Do you guys have experiences that, that are akin to that in your output creatively? What are we talking about? Do you have any of that? Well, well what's funny is I didn't mean to do to, to segue there, but that is exactly what we started on imposter syndrome. That's how I felt selling that record. Do you have any like grand, you know, moments of that, Laura? Um, well, you know, when you, when you're in a band, the, 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 for the, the biggest challenge for me is I would like to always be, into, be doing songs that, that I only love. Sure. And the reality is, of being in a band is that you often do songs that the crowd loves. Yeah, yeah. And we talked we talked a lot to um, the contestants about this, right? I mean, it, it, that 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 kind of drawing the line that that subtlety of picking a song that you love and that you're going to emote um, versus one that's going to engage the crowd and that they want to hear, right? Sure. Um, and so that it's probably the biggest thing I struggle with is. Uh, uh, Am, am I doing the songs that I want to do? And right. so um, I, I, I don't know what else, else to say about it. Mo mostly, I mean, I try to do the, do the songs the best way that I can. Yeah. Um, I, I feel you're, the ones that a... I feel, but, but, but there are ones that I do and um, it's, you know, I feel like an uh, automaton. Well, you're a, <laughs> you're a genuine empath and I understand like the, the uh, sentiment behind like you want to, this is the craziest part about this is like you really want to give your all well i need really, to i need to right. i need to feel what most I'm people doing. are unwilling to do that you want to no no i absolutely and i and not just want to i need to i mean it's, sure. it's part of my process sure. you know i mean it, it, by the way this is what this room for you two is really good for you want to do that laura and maybe the song you you want to do doesn't work for a bar come do it here Let's yeah, shoot yeah. a cover video. Put it on Facebook. Well, the reality is, I don't. I don't do lots of bar gigs. But the the truth is, I love bar gigs. Oh, me too. Because for me, bar gigs are organic, and that's you, my you, crowd. You're, you're looking at the crowd, yep. and all of this stuff is yep. happening, and you're part of it. You're sweating on them. You're spitting on them. <laughs> um, you know, they're having fights with you. Yes, they're making yes. out in front of you. It's and a synergistic it is, it is energy exchange. So amazing. Yes, yes, it is. And I I need more of it. And yeah. so um, a lot of what I do now is less of that you know it's a lot of bigger events and 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 they don't 
lend themselves to the kind of connections that I like to make. Sure. So I've, you know what, before we go to you, I actually have felt that I've been, I've had the privilege that was not earned by myself. How about that? To play really cool venues. Don't hold a candle to some of the best bar gigs I've ever played. Not even close. Yeah. Because of that genuine connection, that that meeting of the minds, that re- like I've played like a cover of like Purple Rain, all affected out harmonies, really cool acoustic versions with bar crowds that would blow your fucking mind. Yeah, and and you're at that, one. Yeah, it's right. exactly you're right. One organism. That's exactly right. And and it's fleeting. Yep. But when you can, it's it's almost like a drug, right? It, it, oh, it is and a it, drug. It's, it's like you're oh, always trying to get to that thing. Yes. And so, I mean, I'm trying to get back to that thing. Let's get back. Hey. Again, before we go to Nikki, do we want to hold a candle to Daniel's ass about putting this out before our show so we can pitch our show? Yeah. We um, are playing a, 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 <laughs> let's do it. Hercules, are, Hercules. Yes, Hercules, yes. We're playing Hercules, a post. Hercules. <laughs> yeah, baby. We're playing a post CMI show with the judges. These two are being special guests for me, which I am in completely um, in love with uh, at the Quarry Tap Room in Hollowell, Maine on September 10th. I think it's the Yes. 10th. Yeah. And it is going to be so much fun. If you liked our quick pre-show performances, it's going to be that all night. We're doing like the Nashville Writers Round setup, except we're singing for you for a few hours. It's going to be a lot of fun. I am privileged to share a stage with you two, and I really mean that. I'm stoked. I'm ex- I'm very excited. I am, I am September 10th. Can't come fast. I enough, can't right? wait. So that, there we go. I have to have this out before then, and now now it's in stone. Nikki, have you experienced imposter syndrome to the extent that Laura and I were just talking about at length? Yeah. Um, I, I kind of mentioned it a little bit about being a judge, but like in my own personal experience with the band and being a hooper and kind of like hooping at these, like all these different shows. Um, I guess like one of the imposter syndrome moments I had was I, and it's kind of like, and I'm going to kind of combine something else with it. I'm going to try to keep it as short as no, possible. No, do it. Talk, talk. But like one of the experiences that I had is like, I'm a huge believer in like, if you ask the universe for something, you know, like the secret, right? If you ask the universe for something, it will, it will happen. Right. Absolutely. And, and not and, always and good. Yeah. A lot of times we're asking for bad and yeah, we don't even know don't it. Well, no, that. you're not asking for bad. You're asking for a lesson. Ah, but you, you, you don't know that that's what you're asking for. So what ends up happening is like, you know, I, and and when I say ask, I don't mean just like getting on your knees and praying. I mean like action too. Oh, absolutely. Working for what it is that you're asking for. Real quick, by the way, most times you're asking for things and you'll know this. It's not vocal. It's like, you're like everyone, like there's an adage in the secret about like you got fired and you feel slighted. It's like you quit your job three years ago. Yes. yes, You're not present. You don't like it. Right. It's like, and then the universe gives you that and you're pissed off. Right. It's your fault. Believe it and receive it. Right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So you've experienced that to. So I went down to New York city a few years ago and I went to a Cirque du Soleil show and I've told this story to a few people before. And, um, the tent was set up in the middle of like a parking lot. And before the show starts, I was kind of roaming around and there was a girl that was standing there dressed with like a purple China doll wig. And she had these crazy like platform ballet shoes almost. And it was very, and it had a black outfit on that was very Victorian looking. It looked like something that was in my closet. And I remember sitting there looking at her and she was kind of like, there was like, she was like advertising for this like car that they were selling at the show. Like this really nice car. It was like very strange. Yeah. But I remember thinking to myself, man, how did this chick get this gig? I was like, because like, I feel like I'm staring at myself because at the time, like one of the trademarks for me was wearing colorful China doll wigs. Yes, Except you're like, I could yes, do it better. Thang. 
Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, I could be doing this in hula hooping. Like, this is crazy. Oh, like, dude, you like, would have sold the car. How, like, how did she? Yeah, I would have sold yeah. cars like crazy. Bill's like, you can sell me a car, baby, right, any right. week. I'll buy a new one <laughs> yes. tomorrow. And so I'm staring at her, and I'm like, how did she get this gig? And uh, and I literally, like, so I saw the Cirque du Soleil show, which was the first time I'd ever seen Cirque du Soleil. Which was was like, it mind-blowing? 2014. It was amazing. Yeah. And I was like, I literally asked the universe. I'm like, please show me how to get gigs how do i get from here to how do i gigs like that how did this happen i know i can do this how did this happen a year later i was in that exact same location no opening for a cirque du soleil show get the fuck out of here at there but so 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 powerful oh oh, 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 it's it's wild especially if you're 100 percent meaningful and intentional and yeah, intent is is huge 100%. yeah and, and I you was, were genuinely I was, there you're like i was generally whatever it needs to happen to get me there get me there yeah and i was yeah. gener and i was generally genuinely intentional because my there was no ego involved and i w- and i knew i'm like i can do this yeah like, you weren't I like i want to be here for this. an instagram post i want to be yeah, here i want to be here so yeah. this is what ends up happening i go I have an amazing time. I'm what's called a roaming performer. So when Cirque du Soleil opens a new show, they have a gala and it happens on like a Thursday night and they hire a bunch of performers that kind of hang out, not on stage, but in the tent and you entertain the guests before they go into the show. That's super cool. And then you entertain them again on on, um, intermission and then you entertain them again at the end of the night. So you're not actually on the stage. Okay. So I'm on Facebook and I'm, of course, because that's how I advertise all my shows is on social media media and i have people bombarding me about how i'm on stage with cirque du soleil and i'm like no i'm like i I was a roaming so i I was i found myself explaining this oh this is what i love about her though over most people don't forget your point please but i have to 30 second jump they would have ridden ridden the wave there you go you already got it they would have ridden the wave yep they would have been like i'm not the one telling the story yeah yeah let it ride that's what you think all right continue sorry oh my god and you know what's really funny i actually know somebody that did this just in the performing community who did that on on a level like this person went to a festival and was an audience member doing their thing in the audience pretending they were paid and and made it sound to a certain band that was playing Uh, but on social media made it sound like they were performing on stage with this band icky (sighs) icky also before you continue what let in case they because we all know this but i don't know if they know this you are like a world-class super must be i don't i wouldn't say world-class but you can keep up with myself like you're amazing i consider myself like intermediate like leaning on advance i don't consider which knowing nikki means she's advanced leaning on seasoned pro well if you saw if you saw someone like lisa lottie she makes, I feel like I even know she, that name. She makes, she's um, Australian and she's a, a bona fide but but, but, trained but that's circus like, hooper. But that's like saying, I used to manage a, a kid that was like trying to be a pro skater. I grew up skateboarding. That's like saying if he was a pro skateboarder, like paid by companies to skate, that if you held him up against Tony Hawk, he wouldn't measure. He's still a pro. Yeah. Okay. I mean, so I, yeah, like I'm, I mean, like if you, if you think of professional in the sense that like I'm paid to do events. Right. And right. Absolutely, and you're like, w- like, obvi- way good enough to do that. Like, obviously I don't suck. Like, I obviously don't suck, but I, mean, I just wanted to give the audience context yeah, yeah. of this opinion because it, right. you definitely get That's to have imposter. an opinion. And here's imposter That's syndrome. That's what I'm doing. Here's imposter I'm syndrome. I'm negating your so, imposter. So my Cirque du Soleil show, which 
the company that I worked for is called Lucent Dossier, which is a California-based company that gets hired through Cirque du Soleil to do shows. Oh, so they kind of subcontract the so, performers. Yes. Yeah. And I have a connection in uh, California with a friend named Madison Orange who started her own performance troupe called Go Go Hoop Dance Stars. Okay. And I'm kind of like one of the East Coast girls. Ooh. So Lucent Dossier was coming to the East Coast to work for Cirque du Soleil and she gave them my name and that's how this happened. Okay. But the imposter syndrome aspect of it is everybody coming up to me and saying, oh my God, I cannot believe you did that. And to their defense, that's true. How many hoopers can say... I got hired by a California-based company that's extremely well-known, that's just as as talented as the Cirque du Soleil performers, sure. to perform at a Cirque du Soleil show. Who cares what I was doing? I was at a Cirque du Soleil show. This well, the, is fact, that, the fact that, here's yeah, the thing, the fact that you're good enough that you were their pick, and a year ago you probably wouldn't have thought, you wouldn't have even, not just wouldn't have thought, you couldn't have even connected the dots to putting you in that position. Yeah, like, right. Is, is telling of, right. But th- this whole imposter syndrome, the, you know, getting back to that that theme is, is like- The whole, I didn't deserve that Not ho- Hold on, I'm going to go a step further. And Laura bet would back me up. Not just that you thought you didn't, but the fact that you don't think you had a hand in that is, is ridiculous because yeah. you did. You've right. got to give yourself that credit. Yeah. I do this all the time. And the fact, it isn't just that you need to bask in it and be a, be a head case, be, you know, lose all your humility. It's the fact that you have to be able to place that correctly in your experience so that yeah. you feel like you deserve that position. Yes. Yeah, you so, put yourself there. Right. So the way that I've dealt with that, because, you know, we can sit here and talk about imposter syndrome, right? At length. Okay. Well, <laughs> For at length, yeah, we could be here till 2 a.m. Oh, talking easy. about imposter syndrome. The next step is what do you do about imposter syndrome? That's right. Because you can't just let imposter syndrome like win, hover around and right, win. Right. I let so, it win all the time. So, my, I really whole, do. my whole thing is at the end of the day, not you know, very few things that I've done as a performer, especially from Maine, because there's that whole stigma. Oh, why are you in Maine? Well, and there's that glass ceiling of what can you do here? How yeah. much can you do? Yeah. That's right. Yeah, like how much can you yeah. do? Like that happened to me, and it happened to me for a reason. And I will continually, continuously share that that happened to me. That will be in my bios, and I deliberately put it in my bio for Central Maine Idol because it's about. It's like what? What did you put? I didn't. I didn't, even, I didn't know uh, in we my, had bios. In, in my bio for like they they posted them on for Central Main Idol. For yeah. Central Main Idol, they posted them on Instagram. There were did I have a bio? Yeah, I didn't know about bio. a bio. Yeah, I, I, bio. I wrote a tiny bio, but yours yeah. was amaze balls. Yeah, Chris. Asked I didn't even know we had one. So I don't so know who I, wrote mine. I, I <laughs> I, yours was amazing. I was like, shit, I should have done a better Dude, I didn't. That's the first I've ever heard about it. <laughs> I think I stole mine from Gig Salad and it was I tweaked amazing. it. It was like, I'm like, you know what, man? I'm that freaking judged. What was your bio? My bio was something, you know, along the lines of like singing in a cover band for over 10, for over a decade that we opened for Red Jumpsuit Apparatus. We opened for Chris Allen, who was an American Idol winner. Um, I, that, that, you know, my hooping has taken me like, you know, I, I, I work for, Oh, you fools. mentioned Cirque du Soleil, oh, yes. Yes. the fools, you know, which not a lot of people in Maine know who they are, but some of them do. They were extremely popular. Hold on. Where were these bios? I literally have on never Instagram. seen them. He did them before, before Central Maine Idol actually happened. So, yeah. so as we were coming up to it, yours was first, hers oh, was second and then mine was. It? And I was like, Oh yeah. my gosh. I, I, yes. I've and that was also intimidating them. to me. 
I was like, yeah. holy, I've done nothing. What was mine? I don't I don't know. It was what, amazing. What yeah, were you've they? been to Nashville, blah, yeah, blah, blah. You've, you've been... opened up for Jackson Brown, blah, yeah. blah, blah, or whoever the heck it was. Who wrote these? I I he probably pulled it from your your own rap sheet. I don't yeah. know. What the fuck, Christopher? <laughs> yeah. I did write so, my own, but but it was, you know, it was too late. I wish I had seen yours first. Right. But, um, I just, you know. But but you so know, so the, I'm not a good marketer. To just touch one more thing on imposter syndrome is like you know earlier, we're, but I think before we were on air, we were talking about you know making this look like this. There, there's like the I feel like the devils and the details. Oh, for sure. There's the aspect of it where like you feel like you're lying about something to make it seem better, but really you're actually not because right. I was down in New York City. And I did perform at a Cirque du Soleil show and I was hired by Lucent Dossier and I did, you know, and I remember like I didn't post a video of it for years because the video is just kind of like, hey, we're just like hanging out in the crowd, like walking around. Well, because the video won't show the scope of the impress, the impressing moment. Yeah. But the people in the audience that were in the tent hanging out. They thought we were Cirque du Soleil because right. we were, and yeah, we yeah, were yeah. adding. So what Nikki said, not to jump in and like in guess, but I understand this from a performance point of view, where the thing you're was that my dog? Yes. Oh my god, he's so cute. Actually, it was my stomach. I was gonna say, I'm dude, I'm hungry. Time ready for Italian food. I know, I know. No, let's keep going. But here's the thing I have to say because you guys get this from a performance level is. The thing you're, quote unquote, actually doing and what that thing looks like from the outside are two totally different things. But here's the thing. You don't have to, and you can use your own personal discretion as to how you color that story, right? Right. So like, um, I'm going to be upset if my bio didn't mention that I opened for Merle Haggard because that's a big moment for me. It did say that. Okay. Because Merle was, that's like, what's funny is I've opened for people that would probably be more known than that. But that's my personal big moment because Merle is for everybody that I've ever rubbed shoulders with that, that deserves being said Merle would sit in this group better than any of them. Can I just interject one thing? Yeah. I have a dog named Merle Waggard. Oh, you told me this and I, I totally love that. Do. But let me tell you, Merle, Laura, if you were single and so was he, you would have married him. Oh, really? Deep, troubled genuine soul mm. so beyond the scope of an old school country guy that's just what he did like yeah. just like what we right. do it was his vehicle it's like right. imagine if you know like i have a, an idea of a business idea i won't say that let's say that took off and that's what i'm pigeonholed as i'm so much more than that mm-hmm. the owner of that yeah. idea we have to remember there's a term called sondering i don't know if you guys are familiar where you look at random passerbys as if they with the with the knowledge that they have the depth and complexity of experience that we have, instead of looking at them as random characters in your movie, extras, you go, no, their experience is just as deep and just as big as our own. And I have that with, with, with people, and I think of that about myself and about everyone, you guys, anyone, where it's like we have to remember that the quick synopsis that other people give us, which cleverly and conveniently comes back to this point because I'm not smart enough to make that transition is not our is not our story it's what people give us Mm -hmm. and we it's our duty when we're in front of people to either live up to it or go beyond it or fail to it whatever it is that people say um you said something that because earlier Laura answered this question but I didn't answer this question you said like you know what did you get out of being a judge at Central Maine Idol oh yeah 
And I totally interrupted you. So no, I'm we sorry. should actually go back to it because before we wrap, I really we. It's hilarious. We this whole episode was supposed to be, be kind of about central Idol. Yeah, We've talked happen. about central Man Idol for maybe ten minutes, right? So, so, so yes, so the please. central Man Idol thing was like for me. What did I get out of that? And what I got out of that was like you said. You just said something. You said I'm so much more than that. And I remember thinking to myself, I am. I, I am so excited to have the opportunity to give back to other people. Hopefully, what they think is constructive criticism to let not just for them and their growth, but to let them know that like, I'm so much more than this chick who ha wears wigs and hula hoops because I, I would get a lot of crap specifically from women about being fake. I wish I had an all uh, button. I need my all like, button. And yes. you Ugh. know, and, and, and I was like, I, I know myself well enough to at least know that I am I am not a fake person. I am not a shitty person. Disclaimer, I'm, not at all. And again, like, we would tell you. It, right, yeah, you guys would tell me. Absolutely. We're not fucking scared of you. We Laura would certainly would tell like, you. Laura would be like, can we find another judge? Yes, yeah, oh, yes, yeah, oh yes, Laura, yeah. This is not, like, no. Laura's like, hey, work. I got an idea. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and, that, and, that's more like what it would be. Uh -uh. I was so excited about not being on stage. Now, granted, I love to be on stage. I love to perform. That's a, that's that's something that I will do till I can't anymore. Yeah. But what I got out of it was the opportunity to like show people that I can give you something that's yeah. valuable, that I can help you become the person yes. that you're really trying to be. And again, that Lydia I can technically out sing any of us. Uh, Katie can technically out sing all of us. It doesn't matter. matter you can still no. give them perspective yeah. that they do not I have. Give, they grew from what we told. Absolutely, yeah, like, hundred percent. We want, knew it. Yes, absolutely. I want to help you grow. I want to help give you perspective. And funny enough, not to I, jump in, but well, we, I felt like I missed out on that when I was younger. I was. You, I, never mind. We I, gave, I we gave to them what we never had. <laughs> yes, and I'm like, and, and that's the, and that's the whole like. Okay, so so let's talk about that for a second. It's big. <sighs> it is talk, big. Let's talk about that for a second. That's kind of traumatic. It can be. It can, that can be kind of traumatic, and sure. I don't mean traumatic trauma with with a capital T. Yeah. But it can be emotionally overwhelming. There, there are things that I wish I knew about when I was a lot younger because my voice would be in a way different place than it is right now. You did what I did. You fried your your kind of yeah yeah to a certain degree. Um and 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 if I know that if I'd had different mentors when I was younger, sure, I would be in a very different place right now. Sure. I'm also the person that believes though that things happen for a reason. So Absolutely. whatever. And that and that sometimes I think something that I felt throughout the show was I felt better being a mentor than I did being a performer. Wow. For one quick second, can I jump in about this thing because it's jaded me? The thing happened for a reason thing. That's objectively true in a lot of cases, but I take it a step further for me. I've had to. Where even if it's not, make it true. Yeah. Because the flip side of that is devastating. If it doesn't happen for a reason and you ruined some aspect of your voice, that's terrible. You can make it happen for a reason. It's yeah. up, we are we we are responsible for that. I I think I think I think so. Lauren. Sorry. I, no, I just was gonna say really quick. I think sometimes we have to be a little broken to wake up. Apps. Laura took very generously Kelsey and I to lunch the day yes. of the finale, and we talked a little bit about childhood traumas and, and how they make a break and if you're lucky enough to be the person that it makes you're in good spot and we talked a little bit about that about um how easy it is uh to to play the role of the victim it's very easy especially mm -hmm. when you have a really good excuse to do it it's very tantalizing 
because well, it's, well, it's totally easy. It's very easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's convenient. I fight with that. It's yeah, it's yeah. easy. But but we we are at the helm. We we talked about this where like it's really up to us. And if you take that with responsibility, you can make the the, the prettiest outcome because of that. So for me, it's it's whether you have an internal locus of control or an external locus of control. Oh, and elaborate I've, on I've this. Always, I love this. Well, so I've always, I mean, even as a child, I've always felt like I was responsible for my happiness. And so regardless of whether I was in an orphanage or in a foster home sure. or in an, a, an, an alcoholic Do you even know this, Nikki? Situation. What, what you just said uh, ever since I was a child, I've believed that I've been responsible for my home, my own happiness. Yeah. What you just said is so profound. It's unimaginable. That a the, kid the, knew the that? Level, <laughs> the level of emotion. How old were you when you thought this to yourself? Because the level of emotional intelligence that you just expressed right now, I'm at 36. Yeah. I'm still going, oh, yeah, that, that's my responsibility, Nikki. Wake no, up. No, I, I, I knew it. I knew it always. I knew it always. Hey, I, Nikki. I, cho- I chose happiness. This country, this culture I, does not does not give a lot of time to EQ. Dude. We're all about IQ. EQ is huge. And Laura had an, an immense amount of EQ from a very young yeah. age. Go on. So, so I mean, seriously, I mean, I, I've been through a lot and we, this could be a whole other show, but I've just never, um, Hey Laura, let's make it another show by the way. Yeah. Okay. So I, I've just never believed in being a victim and I mean, I've, I've been victimized, but, um, I've never believed in giving any power to the negative stuff that's happened in my life. I only give power to the positive things. I mean, I, I accept them and I acknowledge them, but it's just like with the secret, how, um, you know, believe it and receive it. And, you know, it's all about intention and all of these things. But I mean, I was, I was living the secret long before it even existed. Right, I mean, right, I just, right. Your I principles were aligned my, with it. Absolutely. A hundred percent. But I just chose to be happy. I chose happiness. Um, Which I think, not to jump in, but I think the audience should know that we have this weird perception in our country that you must drive a Bugatti and you've got to have a 20,000 square foot mansion to think you've quote unquote made it. I, what I love about Laura is not just her spirit and her personality, but I love that social media for me has been a very, with my own mental health, to be open with you guys, like during even the Central Man Idol, right? Let's, let's just, you know, mirror that for a minute. You guys shared infinitely more things about that than I did. I hate social media. I'm so burnt out of it to the point where like, I don't post anything. I said to you the other week, you're killing, I used to do that. I'm like, you kill it right now. I need to get back to that point. And you're like, I have to, or no one knows what I'm doing. And I'm at the point where like at my own detriment, I don't care if they don't know what I'm doing. I can't do it. I friended Laura before you. We didn't even know we weren't friends. I know. I know. And I friend Laura and you are such a breath of fresh air because the thing the audience might not know is whatever their fallacy of perception of, of success is, it doesn't matter. You have achieved your vision and your version of success. hundred percent. And the fact that we take like Jim Carrey practicing the secret and like, well, it's easy to use him because look at him. Of course it worked for him. I know guys that practice the secret that are still in a basement that, that, that don't act on it and have not made anything from it. Right. You are just for me personally, maybe even more a good affirmation of how that works than Jim Carrey, because I know Uh you and I know that you came from less than nothing and have made whatever version of your success work for you simply and intrinsically because of that belief. That is a very huge, I want you to know, affirmation for guys like me. 
because we're still younger than you. We're still, you are such a good yeah, perspective. Keep, keep, keep telling me that. Yeah, well, so that's much. what, <laughs> you know, I love you, but that's, but that's huge for us though. You, yes, you yes. have to realize you gift us that where we're like, I strive to have this type of acceptance and um, success in my vision that Laura has. Even if our yes. visions aren't the same, I want that okayance. Okay, so, I don't have it, but I want it. So here's a paradigm shift sure. on social media. So, you know, you're burnt out on, and you don't want to do it. It's more it's than I'm saying. Blah, blah, blah. I don't do it for me. I do it for others. Clearly. Get it's it for a me. totally different thing. When I put stuff out there, um, I mean, I'll take, I'll do 30 seconds of main morning zen, and it's going to be the stupidest stuff. I love it. But it's it. stuff that people can, can just look at and just kind of detach from whatever the heck is going on in their lives sure. and just be happy for even 30 seconds. Sure. I mean, it's not about me. It's not not me talking about what I do or, or that. It's, it's really about... Um, helping other people have moments. Sure, sure. You need to read the book "Think Like a Monk" by Jay Shetty. Okay, I'll read it. What's funny? You, why don't you read it to me? Oh, tonight, Ooh. Nikki, you should do audiobooks. I yes. should totally do audio. Yes, you have. I feel like her target sultry. demographic yes. is males between eighteen and forty-eight. Yes, yes. But, you know, who knows? But I'd, I'd lay in her lap and let her read me a book. Um, I want to ask you guys something <laughs> real quick, real quick, not to not to get off the topic, but. Uh, for editing sake, I try to keep these around an hour and a half. We did a an inaugural episode of our other sh another show we do that was two hours and forty minutes. I wish I could explain how tormenting that was to edit and upload. It was unmanageable, so I can't do that. We have two options, and again, we should talk about this probably not on air, but I don't give a fuck. Do we want to do two episodes and bank one? Or do we want to cut it short and save energy for next time? I'm open for whatever you are, even if we take an eat break between. I need to pee, but that's it. Uh, I'm I'm open-minded to either idea. Like, I'm fine with staying. Are, we could even do a shorter, like, 40-minute second episode yeah, and bank and, it. And, if, and if, if you're not... Laura, you've got... Yeah, it's totally... You, we yeah, have I'm, later nights than you. Yeah. Well, maybe not. What does not. that mean? Well, Daniel goes to bed at, like, 3 a.m., so... I'm the worst. Are you insinuating I'm, I go to bed at like 8 o'clock at night, you little <laughs> fucker? <laughs> it's true. What am I talking about? You respond oh, to half my no, Facebook messages at 10. Yeah, you do you no, want I'm to do a pee, eat, break and do one more yeah, quick episode? I'm, yeah. I'm fine yeah. with that. Okay, then in that, in that note, I want to end this quickly with with some open, vulnerable stuff like I've been talking about. Like I, like a question round? It, yes. God, is she like... It. Is she a... God, she's done that. She's ben here done this. Yes. I wanted to ask... <laughs> yeah, you, that's right. I wanted to ask a quick question, uh, dialed into like a minute long. Okay. Um, from each of you, what is the biggest, quickest thing you took away, at large, from the entire co uh, scheme of us meeting the show and what's happened after, and that small the show, but it could be either. What's the biggest thing you've taken away in sixty seconds or less? Do you want to go first, Nick? Uh, yeah, that the universe made made us come together. That there's power in numbers. Sure. And that whatever we create from here on out, whether it's more podcasts and music, that it's going to, it's it's opened, it's already opened doors. And there are doors right now that are opened that we haven't even walked through yet. I love it. That's amazing. What do you think? I feel like we changed people's lives. I mean, I know it's funny, but some of the uh, good things, the positive things that we said to people that had never sung before or just done karaoke, I and mean, we, we took them to the next level. We gave them what they needed 
at that moment. And um, it just makes me feel amazing. And to, to agree with Laura, that's not an opinion. We've had many affirmations of the fact that that really happened. My thing was, it was a lesson in uh, opening at a time when I felt very closed. Being out there, being amongst people and seeing what could happen with that, even if it wasn't about me. You know, we as performers have this thing where if it's not about us, we don't know if it's beneficial. It's like, listen, it's all beneficial. Yeah, I did. I, was, out there. I was thinking that you were asking about the three of us specifically, but I, I to echo Laura, I, I agree that the way that we changed them, the way that they, you know, the way that we opened up to them and, and gave them constructive criticism and, um, you know, helped them, uh, helped them grow. Yeah, for sure. 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 Like that, that was so rewarding for Amazing. all of us. Absolutely. Because on top of like the three of us clicking, I mean, like there couldn't, it couldn't have gone better. Agreed. I don't think you, I would really honestly put anyone up to the task of finding three other people that could genuinely give a fuck to that extent about other people's reality right, right. and trying to enhance them. And people on social media said the exact same thing that you said oh, about the three of us. See, uh -huh. you guys Somebody, know I don't know. Yeah, more enough. than one person was like, find me three better judges. Oh my gosh. So so I get I get nervous about that. I mean I I, I wondered what people thought, so I never looked. I never. Oh, you! I didn't either. I, I'm so. I, oh, on, I totally so, did. Oh, I love it. I totally did. I didn't want it to I'm jade the, me. I'm at the point now where I'm like, if somebody has something, and maybe we should start the next episode with this. If somebody <laughs> has something negative, Nikki's playing producer. If I love somebody it. Somebody has something negative to say. They're showing you who they are, not who you are, not who you Absolutely. are. Absolutely. Let me say something real quick because I don't want to lose the magic for the next episode. I genuinely love both of you. I can't thank you enough for coming on the first episode. I can't be more privileged than to have you two beautiful souls on the first episode with me. I can't wait till episode two. Most shows wouldn't talk about it, but uh, we're going to bank another episode tonight. So hope you guys stick around and we will see you guys on the next episode. Any parting thoughts? No, thank you. <laughs> I think that couldn't have been any yes, better. Yes. No one is you and that is your power. Nikki Hunt with the, with the slam dunk. All right, guys, we'll see you next episode. No, that is another show. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs>